0: To A to the Q. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A
1: to the K. A to the K. K. Wrestle Talk
0: Podcast. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later. We're now going to move in to, as mentioned earlier, our somewhat experimental but potentially very fun segments that we have dubbed. Oh, where's it gone? Ah, we have dubbed whiskey and wrestling. Oh, In which yeah. we are going to go off script. We are going to do exactly what we've always done, but never on camera. And we're just going to essentially have a couple of drinks and have a little bit of a chat about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. That's so true. give ourselves a couple like... of uh, jumping off points because it, it'll help move things along. And we'll see how, how this ends up. And honestly, guys, before we go into it, this is something we're looking at doing have we give a time limit to a car we say in every few months or whichever we haven't got a strict time number, every once in a while we yeah, will revisit if you yeah. care we'll do it frequently that's the thing if, you, if you, you find you're enjoying this and you know and it's something that potentially even down the line we could go we'll give us some topics to discuss on whiskey and wrestling you know then we could move it on in that sense but um, that'll all be down to response so we will be keeping an eye on the views all this but um so we'll start this week's one Carl. Um and we do have a couple of little topics that we've got listed. So I think sorry to interrupt you. Before no, no, we start I this one. I feel like whiskey and wrestling we should toast. Let's toast. To so whiskey and wrestling. To so whiskey and wrestling. Let's kick this thing off, right? You know what I'm saying? Kick it off, what right? What do you man. feel like?
1: So this this is all that is left of my bottle of whiskey from
0: nice. today. And uh so hang this, on. this is Turn that around, Carl. What have we got? We've got a Glen Glenfiddich. Glen Glenfiddich. It's a twelve. That's the best 12 one. Twelve years. Got to go for 12. Oh, yeah. Aged
1: right. Aged. Scotch whiskey. The best you can get.
0: Um, well, as yeah, you know, Carl, so... I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of whiskey. I do like a nice Glenfordic. Um, And I was torn. What, what do we have for the inaugural um, whiskey in Maslin? And I realized I haven't been to shops. And uh, I had to look at what's in the cupboard. And I, I don't know if you do the same thing, Carl. And this could be our first topic. I, uh, I have different levels of whiskey. I have whiskeys that are like... I'm definitely going to put something with it like lemonade or cola or, or even water or ice because it's, it's not the best, but it does the job. (laughs) And then I have really nice whiskies, like your your Rilaparag or your Glenfiddich or, um, Brudar or something like that, uh, or your ones that are more of a liqueur, um, that are obviously a lot sweeter. So you get that out of it. But, um, when I looked in my cupboard, I had a bottle of Grants, which is, it's not bad. I had um, me Jack Daniels, which I was drinking the last few weeks just to to get the bottle done. I love a bit of Jack Daniels and honey, but you stand standard Jack. I don't tend to drink too much. And then I had a uh, a decanter that I actually sort of, sort of inherited off my granddad um, many moons ago that just had some whiskey that I put in there, which I'm sure was a nice whiskey, but I've no idea what it is at this point because it's been in there for a while. So... I'm drinking the mystery whiskey. Uh,
1: <laughs> the mystery whiskey. Like for me, that <laughs> that, that, that is the shame because um, obviously with it being so nice and stuff and obviously because you put it in the decanter, it's obviously a, a top class one and to not remember what one it is. I know, is
0: that's the worst thing because like, it is nice. I've been enjoying it mm. all night and I'm like, fuck, I can't. I wish I could remember what one I put in here. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find um, it
1: well, again. I am on the Glenfiddich. It is a staple. Um, of the whiskey community, um, it's not my favorite, but it is definitely up there. Um, there's not nope. many whiskies I can drink just by themselves. Like Jack yeah. Daniel's by itself is fucking disgusting. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, can't can't do it. It's not like I know it's common, great, but it's yeah. I'm not a bourbon fan. I'm a Scotch fan, um, and so for me, I would say Aberlour is my
0: favorite one. you actually Island. put me on to That it is a really nice whiskey. In fact, guys, the the original or the, the the first thing that we did the rumble talk um was probably the last time that we actually sat together and watched wrestling um, <laughs> so long. and and we i think we actually drank an abelor that time didn't
1: we? i think we did um and it was it was fine i think our our old school ritual was let's get some abelor let's get some domino's pizza and let's have a good time and, and yeah yeah that was Cause,
0: it because that's the thing because like obviously we've been friends for so many years and like we we started out watching wrestling when we were kids and we I think we both left wrestling for a while. But for yeah. some reason with WWE especially, you always sort of get hyped into to the rumble and to then yeah. to the, the subsequent road to WrestleMania. And I think we always found ourselves getting on board with WWE again, even if it was just for those few months. Um, to the point that then like we made it that tradition we were saying, right, we'll always meet up for the Rumble, we'll always meet up for mania. And we'll have a few drinks and we'll we'll sort of live that nostalgia. And that's sort of that's where the um the I suppose the in our adult life the 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 love of wrestling came back, I suppose. But certainly what fueled the podcast. Um and a fun yeah. one, a fun one to talk on, whiskey and wrestling is this isn't the first time we've made A to the K, is it Carl?
1: <laughs> oh no, no it is not. Uh... Because
0: many, many moons ago. <laughs> many moons ago, I would say what, about twelve thirteen at that. When I mean, we were both how, like very poor we? web designers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would we were, say, it. were we in college? Or, or were we like last like last year's I'm, high school? I'm I'm gonna say it was last year's high school because mm. I I remember it was around the time Zach Gowan was in WWE. Mm. And I only remember that because one of the things that, because we made a we made a TK website, that's how old this was. I don't even think I don't can you still get them? I don't know. I don't think um you can. and we, we tried to make a website where we put sort of written articles on there, which I really hope don't exist anymore because I'm guessing my writing skills as a teenager <laughs> weren't the best. Um, and I remember being sort of mesmerized by Zach Gowan, which actually one of the topics we mentioned is first wrestling memories. And this is by no means a first wrestling memory, but I remember being totally mesmerized by Zach Gowen, Um mm. who for those of you who don't know Zach Gowan, he is, I think, I don't know if he's the world's first, but he's certainly WWE's first one-legged yeah. wrestler. Mm. Um and he was featured quite heavily for for a, a little while in the i want to say late 90s early 2000s probably early 2000s i want to say 2002 2003 maybe um yeah. but yeah he had a, he had a run in wwe anyway um it, it's just something incredibly mesmerized about watching it, especially because he was weirdly not weirdly that's unfair but he, he was a high flyer like he yeah. would do like your your moon salts and stuff like that and um you know fair play to him he never once let that disability slow him down um and that I think that uh, that's what I recall one of the first things I tried to sort of write on our, our really slap together websites which I'm not in sort your your logo skills have always been top-notch and um anyone who's this interested is like... right uh if you go to our instagram one of the first posts on our instagram is the the first logo the original logo carl made and that is almost an homage to what we had when we were teenagers <laughs> yeah um, so as much as I, I love think... what we've got now the design is just on point now as far as I'm concerned like that mm. that sort of bubble that you one is almost an homage to what we had way back when as teenagers yeah
1: like i i remember it was back in probably the macromedia days before adobe bought five uh, fireworks i remember creating this logo it was it felt futuristic i downloaded a futuristic font yeah. <laughs> It was like we are A to the K. We are going to be the future of wrestling. Let's have a futuristic font, it had a glow effect. It was blue, and you know, oh yeah, you know, times awesome. have changed, shall we say? Yes. But um, we had an A to the uh, well, we had A to the K dot TK. Um, we always knew oh, yeah. we were going to have the A to the K theme song from Cypress Hill. Um, and I remember the it's picture we took this at the time. time. We were going to be wrestlers as well. <laughs> well, well, exactly. Um but I remember the picture we took at the time was. One we took in the back of our Kev's um, van or car, whatever he was driving at the time, where we were on our way to either Sheffield or Newcastle. I forget which one we went to together. <laughs> I keep going to um, Newcastle myself. I feel like that was I the think was um, I, I, I think it was Newcastle. I think we went over the moors. It was it was a long trip. Um, but we went, um, obviously, and we took a picture with a digital camera maybe at the time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> some,
0: I actually borrowed my mum's digital camera. There you go. Yeah. yeah yeah i remember yeah. that because i zoomed it like massively zoomed in because we were quite far from the ring and i'm like they looked really good on the screen on the digital camera and then when you put them big on the pc it wasn't quite as good and i was like ah shit yeah well, there you go I, yeah, so then, yeah. Was, uh, I, I sadly don't know where any of them pictures are now either but i got we got some like choice pictures of like uh, shelton benjamin and victoria and and very uh, christian um, distinct ones that stick out in my mind to that particular show. The That's one it. thing which I don't know, and apologies if I'm referencing a show that
1: we weren't at together, but <laughs> the one thing that, that sticks out for me from all the shows I've been to
0: is Kane's pyro. I've never felt heat. No, I was. Like, I was. I was with you for that, and I know that for a fact because I remember you complaining about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, literally, like, I, I felt like I was on fire, I and mean, it was just like, I was, holy shit. I was sort of the other side of you. So I actually, I think you caught all the heat, if you know what I mean. So I, I distinctly <laughs> remember you complaining about that, but, um, but I never caught the heat of the pyro. I just felt like was, my face uh, was melting. I was like, is it worth it? Is it worth <laughs> it? Like, is my
1: eyeball still, <laughs> still in existence? Ironically oh. started wearing a mask for a while. It was- <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was, damn, damn my brother, the undertaker. Um, but no, I think, yeah, there's so many, so many amazing memories. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, especially if like the shows we've been to and stuff. Like, I think that one was a was a prime example. I think we've said it a couple of times jokingly that I got to stroke Victoria's shoulder. It's one oh, of yeah, my highlights. We, we mentioned that a couple of times in yeah, life. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> high five and Shelton Benjamin. I think you were you,
0: yeah. You, uh, like, high five I remember, um, like, because you you were like always. You've always been a, a mark for the biz. And uh, I remember trying to get a high five from Christian, and you didn't even bother because you're like, no, he's a heel. He's not gonna do it anyway.
1: Well, subsequently, after that, he went into the ring and was like, "Hey, you limey bastards!" And it was, just, it was some, the most Christian promo ever. You know, obviously, he was the. Uh, Captain of the Peeps at the time, or whatever the fuck he was. Oh with. yeah, yeah. Captain charisma Um, and he fucking he tours a new one, but oh yeah, I've always I've always loved that about. Um, and it's mad to think now, like looking back. I'm I'm pretty sure MVP was there. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of guys who were still there today who were who were wrestling
0: in that card. Um, I would love to be able to to pick up on what that card was. I know. Like, my memory is so shot on that that I can remember a few bits. I can't, we, we still struggle to remember what one we went to. Um, yeah. I thought I'd love to remember what the card was for the night. <laughs> like, if, if, like, we need some sort of magical website where you can put in fractured bits of information. Like, these wrestlers were here. We know this much. Um, well, we need that for one that's a bit more
1: local to us, Anthony, don't we? Because <laughs> yeah. off, off, the, off the back of oh. you talking about Zach Gowen, we've yes. been having discussions about this, haven't we? Yes. Um, what, what are your memories of the, the Ormskirk civic, uh, civic Hall event?
0: Yeah. So like, I remember certain things I pick up on, right. I remember because this was around a time, I think, I don't know if you'd, you'd sort of, you'd stopped doing it or you were still kind of doing it, but this was around the time you were doing your wrestling training, which I think you've mentioned before on the podcast, but you mm-hmm. were actually training with, um, forgive me, you, lo- what was the name of the company you were with at the time? They were, um, I think it we were was in called... Basement, but-
1: yeah, so they were based at a well, Hindley is where they put the shows on, but they mm-hmm. were garage pro wrestling. They're now gone on to be grand pro wrestling. Um, so, so I spent about two years there.
0: So, you you were at about two years at GPW. So, one of the things that sticks out for me, which um will be obviously be a different experience for you, but a couple of the or a good handful of the lads who were at this show at the Civic Hall were people who you knew. Um, so that was a little bit surreal for me. So, um, I remember there was a particular spot where one of them was being a heel character and I think, I don't remember if they were throwing water or something like that, but they deliberately sort of targeted you just <laughs> because they knew you yeah, and then chuckled at themselves. I remember yeah. that distinctly because I was like, that, that's really funny. Um, I remember the original Undertaker coming out to um, Hell's Bells by ACDC, which did work really well actually, but it was just a complete and utter ripoff of The Undertaker, which oh, is really? fine. That works fine. He did the character. But we works.
1: still marked the fuck out for him, didn't we? Oh, no, no. Let's be honest. Yeah.
0: And um and I honestly have had me doubts since Carl didn't remember this, but I distinctly remember Zach Gowen being like the 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 sort of big feature of that because they got him. And now I'm starting to wonder whether I just imagined
1: like I'm like my memory is fucked. So I imagine if you remember that being a thing, it was definitely a thing. Like I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. That is my
0: memory. Um but like, and, um <laughs> as far as memories go, the last one for me, I remember when the event finished and there was this sort of weird lull where everything was being set away, but it was not away, And we, we, were, we basically got in the ring before they all kicked us out. Yeah. We couldn't but... play in the ring. And that was probably the first and so far only time I've ever set foot in a ring. Um, <laughs> and that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I remember that. It was very cool. Um, I think it was not, I, I think, as we said, I
1: don't know whether it was, a, I was at my two-year point, but it was not long after I'd been training with QPW uh, at the time um and they had obviously they'd introduced me to ring work at that point and it was like taking bumps in the ring and stuff um going off the, the top rope in the ring and it, it does it hurts a lot more than you think it would do and like you think about it and it's like you think about it as this being this, this big soft thing but it's, it's really it's wood no, and it's mean, a bit of foam <laughs>
0: but that's the thing you look at it and you go it looks padded but that's actually <laughs> quite a thin layer of foam there before you're on the wood really yes
1: Um, and like you know to be fair thinking back at my time at GPW like I had a couple of matches but not necessarily in front of like loads of fans and stuff I was never really part of their main shows I I did a couple of referee spots Um, I liked the bigger shows where there was like loads of people and stuff but um, it it was like a fantastic experience I remember one of the most surreal moments from that time there was being in the dressing room um, with Gangrel um, and just being like that's gangrel and like like at the time like we didn't like we, we didn't have phones that like took pictures or anything like that it was like so yeah. old school
0: like this was back like, in the day guys we were the we old in college fuck. to have flip phones you know
1: what I'm saying <laughs> we are old as fuck um but like I, I just remember being sat there and like fucking gangrel's just there changing like like Literally, like this, this far away from me, and I'm just sat there, my little referee fucking costume, little dicky bow on, and I'm just like, let's grill. I like that. That was one of the best, the best moments. I've ever, decided now.
0: I we need to approach Gangrel. We need to. I want to get him on to. the
1: podcast now. I need to. talk Hundred percent. but you remember me, right? I was that shit referee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I remember. Um, like one of my main trainers at the time was a guy called Lee Butler, um, based out of Wigan. Unfortunately, he's passed away now. Oh, and I, God, I, I just. Like I, I didn't realize that. Like he passed away a while ago. I didn't realize till like about like at some point a couple of months ago. And I was just like, holy shit, I didn't realize. Um, but like I, I just remember him just like knowing the the UK scene. And there was this other guy who was training to be a wrestler. And it was like one of his his first matches. He'd been called up to. It, it was like a Royal Rumble type thing. And um, he was like, you know, as a referee, you've, you've got to go down. You've got to pat them down. You've got to check the they haven't got any foreign objects and whatever. And I was doing that. And then that, like, as a referee, like, people don't realise this. You're, like, one of the main communicators between the wrestlers. And so I like, I was there going, like, okay, any, any messages and stuff? I was like, tell him to call me a fat a, a fat shit. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And they're like, going over to the other guy, like, call him a fat shit. And he was just so timid, like, I'm not going to call him a fat shit. And I was like, so I went back to him and he was like, did you tell him? And I was like, yeah, he said no. And I was like, well, fucking tell him again. <laughs> so, <laughs> Really call him a fat shit, like you know, you've got pe- like people in the audience who are like, oh, what the fuck? What's what's going on?" And like he just wouldn't do it, and so um, he proper was giving him fucking chops on the chest and everything to like say like you know that's you the funny call thing,
0: like a that's the thing that like weirdly because I've no, I've not had that connection with the the business that you have because you've actually you've done that training, you know, and um, hmm. it, it sounds like a real education and, and, and really interesting behind the scenes look. Um, the closest I've got weirdly is like watching things like Beyond the mats or watching like mm. quite recently i watched that um fighting with my family and they make a yeah. point about this whole like thing with page uh giving a receipt and then yeah. they're like that we don't do that in wwe but that is so common in in indie promotions is like that that's the quickest way to learn like so it makes hey. me laugh when you say about the chops of like yeah if, if you're not gonna do what you're told <laughs> we're gonna make sure you do next time they fucking do that in, in the wwe 100% um th- we we not- we saw um randy orton do that to um Mr. Kennedy not even subtly so they definitely do yeah. that well um, it was one of the Royal Rumbles I'm not sure if it was the one that we that
1: we watched it might have been the one before but um, Braun Strowman fucking kneed Brock Lesnar in the face accidentally but like he fucking kneed him in the face and Brock Lesnar went okay boom and <laughs> you see Braun just drop and he's like fuck and it was like yeah. there's no animosity after that it was just you know you know, the yeah. business it's like- well, the
0: fact of the matter is Brock Lesnar is, is a beast in the UFC as well so uh, Braun won't going to fuck with him yeah, you might be a strong definitely man, bro, no. but Jesus. No,
1: definitely not. But um yeah, I think to anyone who is listening to this and you know, thanks for listening <laughs> to, <laughs> know, right? to these crazy things we're chatting about now. But you know, to, to me and Anthony, you know, I think we've spoken a few times about like how wrestling's impacted our lives, how long we've been watching it for and stuff like that. But there was a point probably around like when we were like eleven, twelve years old or so, where it was like our peak, wasn't it? And it was oh, like yeah. this is I like think wrestling th- it was, was mainstream. This was wasn't yeah, it?
0: this was the thing, like the whole world I think was like big on wrestling at that point for some reason. Mm. That's what the attitude era was, I suppose, in a lot of senses of like Yeah, WWE had changed the game. Um, obviously due to competing with WCW, so you can't knock them for their influence on it. But um there was a point when, when the whole world like I don't think WWE have ever even got near those numbers again, really which isn't, you know, they still do well on the numbers front, but the, the, this was at its peak, and literally everyone was into wrestling. Like, when we started uh, high school, everyone was into wrestling. Everyone. Not a single person. The boys, the girls, fucking everybody. And that was it. Which, that come break time, the hallways, the gyms, <laughs> wherever you hung out, it was just people wrestling. It was yeah. crazy. You know, tough,
1: tough streets, I'm telling you. You know, oh, yeah, people.
0: Oh, yeah. Pedigreeing each other on picnic tables—it was—it was all going on. Do you know what? Well, it's um, funny though because, like, as a grown-up now, you think, "Jesus, them teachers must have had a hard time of people just accidentally <laughs> injuring each other because we—because we weren't even slightly safe." And everyone loved Triple H, so there was constant pedigrees. Like yeah. the amount of people who must have ate their heads. Oh my like, God! Well, well, people didn't know how to fucking execute the move, did they? So they were just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna hold your
1: arms. I'm gonna fucking twat your head into the floor." And like that—that that was how it happened. So,
0: <laughs> but, it, <yeah>. I mean,
1: <laughs> if you think about our teachers, remember fucking. Mr. Devo getting locked in a cupboard in a math lesson <laughs> like that, you know, don't, that sounds hysterical no <laughs> offense you know these were things that happened com- like quite often like um we had a math a, a math teacher called Mr. Devo who um was beaten up pretty much every lesson by the uh you know <laughs> the, the the popular kids we had an English teacher who also got locked in a a room at one point and had a mental breakdown. So Mm. those are our high school years. Yeah, I remember them
0: doing the same with like she was a French teacher who was, I think she was actually learning at the time. So she wasn't like, I don't quite know how that works. She wasn't our proper French teacher, but she was there Mm. to like do some experience in the classroom or whatever. And she got such a hard fucking time as well. Like,
1: you know what? I, I I remember this and if if she's listening which she won't be but I remember this is one of my fucking coming to age moments Anthony it was I think it was year 8 we went away on some sort of school trip to France I think and our French teacher um we were getting changed was. in the the piscine which was the pool um and I was in the cha- happened to be in the changing room next to it and for some reason I happened to try and knock on next door like to her thing to I don't know, I I, I literally don't remember what it was for, but I needed to speak to a teacher for whatever reason. And I knocked on and her door wasn't locked and I knocked forward and I just saw her just getting changed. And it was my crying moment. I was like, oh, it was like everything, every, you know, 12 year old dreams of really. (laughs) that is it that is it you know I I think a year later you hit me in the face with a netball and you know you felt really bad about it and so you were constantly I I, I was constantly a favourite after that and I was like well am I your favourite because of that or because you know we had that moment in the cubicle that one time in front
0: but uh, yeah yeah, like almost an unfair statement I want to say this so apologies but I think um, when we were teenagers and obviously you're uh, you're interested in girls I think she was probably the only viable candidate as teachers go for want to fancy yeah. as I recall, no offense to I... the other teachers, but most, <laughs> of were, most of them were considerably older yeah
1: i think um for for young adolescent boys she was definitely the one um so yes. i felt like i had i had a good advantage there when it when it came to my experience
0: um <laughs> he would but... rega- regale people with the tales of what he saw. <laughs> oh
1: yeah oh yeah i I was there like the fucking um what do they call it the, the fucking bard or whatever the old school like
0: once <laughs> i saw some tits it? <laughs> yeah <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The but um, the, as far as high school memories, wrestling wise go, like the the main thing I remember was um, a, a really badly executed on my part F um, five to you um, to mm. a, what was a concrete floor. I don't remember I, that. How about that. Yeah, what happened? Well, you had so, a week uh, off yeah. school. Yeah. And some physio. I think <laughs> teeth got <Cut>, got <laughs> teeth but mm. um, but yeah like I I remember stuff like that which is probably looking back now it's like uh, this is where yeah they, the teachers must have had a really hard time trying to clamp down on this shit because we weren't even like it wasn't like aggressive fighting was it it was just everyone goofing around with wrestling moves which was probably more dangerous because you weren't trying to hurt each other but had the potential to really fucking hurt each other
1: well this is before the whole don't try this at home <laughs> it was like yes. too late I've killed a guy um, <laughs> Marty Giannetti. Um, but you know yeah, I think uh, it was definitely prevalent. I would say year seven, year eight in our in our high school. I think you've alluded to it in the past with uh, our drama production, where we had a oh, yeah, witch yeah. a witch themed thing, and it was like, "Hoil, hoil, toil and tumble." I predict a royal rumble, and it was like, "Yeah, okay, all the lads now come in and twat each other for a good twenty minutes. Good times." Yeah, yeah,
0: it's uh, yeah, that was crazy. It was one of points, quite... because I was never like. We had, we had our group of friends, and um, hmm. I think you're scared to between popular and, and unpopular, if you don't mind me saying, Carl, but I was never in the popular crowd. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to the Rumble, it was like, you know, everyone had already bagsied like The Rock or Stone Cold or Kane, hmm. or like all the cool ones, like the the, the popular kids uh, jumped on straight away. So it was like, um, unless you were in that clique, you were going to be somebody yeah. like a little less known let's say a little less popular or whomever you yeah, actually happen to have the music for because we had the uh was it the uh, wwf um volume two or whatever it was yeah so and i think it was your cd actually um been, yeah. and um, and know. it was like because i remember originally i was going to be with uh, one of our friends phil um and we were going to be the dudley boys and it was like oh, 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 it's not on the cd so we couldn't I honestly can't uh, even. Remember, I can't even remember who I ended up being, but uh, I remember that, and it was like, ah, oh, that didn't work out. So we had to, we both had to do different things. But um, yeah, it was like we were like that. That was the day you didn't have like stream and you didn't have MP. It was like whatever's on the CD is what we're limited. You know, I, I
1: like I don't remember like hundred percent. I think I managed to get Triple H because I remember mostly the cock of the school. He was the the big, muscly fucking, you know, the big guy um, (laughs) in our year. And he was also into wrestling. And um, I think he was fine with me being Triple H as long as he got to gorilla fucking press me in the air and slam me onto something. And I was like, i get to be Triple H, so that's fine, right?
0: Yeah,
1: I regretted it. And and you you fully know (laughs) know what you're doing with a gorilla
0: press, so that's fine. Well,
1: exactly. Yeah, so, you know, that's fine because I, you know until i mean i 'm not big i 'm not big now, but year seven I was probably about four foot tall, I probably weighed about you know ninety pounds um, yeah. so yeah, I was definitely not not a big guy, so um he was quite easily able to uh, gorilla press me and throw me onto something which um, but it was I fine think they were them
0: crash mats, weren't they? we were I using them 90, crash mats from the
1: from the gymnastics. Um, but I remember I got to pedigree him on the floor and I twatted his head into the floor and he hated me for it ever <laughs> afterwards and I was like shit he's gonna get me absolutely battered here but <laughs> he he was okay with it in the end but yeah, um, well, he knows what a botch was you know what I mean it's, well, exactly you know That that is my <laughs> life um, but yeah no I think there was definite times where our kind of early years year seven year eight where wrestling was fucking it was and it everybody yeah. wanted to to be doing it, to be like watching it. I remember, um, I had at the time, um, and like, I'm, I'm from quite a, quite a poor family. Like we didn't have a lot of money. Oh, I um, thought you were going to break into a heavy rhapsody. <laughs> I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. Um, but I'm, I'm like, you know, we're not well off. Like, you know, we, You know, they'd always like my dad. For like, for example, had always done everything he could to like do well by me. And I remember he got me a subscription to WF magazine, and I remember that was like amazing because we didn't have cable. You know, there's a big like we 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 talk about times where like you know you know there's big gaps in our wrestling knowledge, and it's because I didn't have cable. I could I couldn't watch it. You know, there was a time where luckily I didn't have cable, but Channel Four got the rights, and that was like our our free local broadcasting. Um, and I, I got to watch some of the, I, I mean, I got to see Mae Young's boob, so it wasn't mm. amazing. Like, let's be honest. But I also got to see the cat's boob, so that was good. Um, so you know, peaks and troughs. But um, I remember I had the subscription to W F magazine. I remember wrestling was so popular that in like drama class or whatever, whatever it was, there was some class we had in the art theater. And I remember I'd bring my magazines in, and they'd all be like, Do you know what? I want to. Um, I'm gonna. I'm like, you know, can I can I see this? Can I see that? Who's the?" centerfold, maybe like Tristratus or something and be like, yeah, yeah, or like, you know, lads, lads, lads I like, uh, you know, fucking 11, 12 years old so, um, you know, there was stuff like that Which, but this I is exactly what, what
0: WWE, we've cited it before WWE, when we talked about women's evolution WWE knew what they were doing at that point sex sells, mm-hmm. and that's what they were interested in like, that's why yeah. they weren't women's wrestlers at that point that's what they were doing Um, and that's why you had centerfolds in these magazines it was just exactly what they were catering to and, yeah, um Again, we were teenagers and we were interested in women, so of course we were going to look.
1: That's it. You know, I had you know a Dreamcast at the time, Sega Dreamcast, which had a internet browser. I will I'm not ashamed to admit. Uh, <laughs> year seven, I would type in Britney Spears nude because who wouldn't? Who wouldn't do that?
0: Exactly. Yeah. You know, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I like. It's funny you mention because like um, that's where some of the gaps in my um, wrestling knowledge came from because obviously. On some level, I think, I, th- I even being completely honest, I think my my interest in wrestling started just because I was sort of swept in into the crowd of like the world mm-hmm. fucking loved it. Um, but I found something that I really enjoyed. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was sort of I was kept to. I think initially it was like Sunday Night Heat. I think it, it aired on Channel Four, so you could watch Heat. Um, and then we got Sky, which was um, well satellite. For, for any Yankee listeners, um, so we, we got satellite, and then you could get um the the W like more WWE stuff. But I remember again, like you'd have to pay additionally for the sports channels, and um, nobody in my family was really sports people. No one was into fo- into football or soccer. Again, if you're American, um, so the sports channels just weren't a thing. Um, so I couldn't watch Raw, but SmackDown yeah. for whatever reason was on a normal channel. It was on Sky One, um, so I could watch SmackDown every Saturday but I couldn't I couldn't watch raw so I had like this this sort of half gap so like weirdly and I don't know if it did influence it overall but like Undertaker was a big staple on on Smackdown so consequently Undertaker was my favorite wrestler now I don't know whether that would have been different had I have been watching the whole product at that time do you know what I mean Hmm. but like you get like like, I didn't see a lot of Triple H, but I saw a lot of Undertaker. So it's interesting the way it works. So I don't know if I was mm. influenced by the fact that SmackDown was more my show because that was the show I got as a kid. Um, and obviously as I get older, I watch both now and I hate everything.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know, to be fair, I feel like that is the biggest anomaly between us is that I have been watching this shit since uh, 1992. So, like, for me, Undertaker is Dead Man Undertaker. And for you... Undertaker is um, like American yeah, Badass. Yeah, he was
0: the American Badass. It's mad. Like, it, yeah, well, it's I had, I had um, Undertaker, like American Badass, uh, just coming out of the kid rock music. I don't know why I'm measuring this in music. Just coming out of the kid rock music into um, Limp Bizkit and then doing the whole big evil thing where he had, um, I think it was a track by Jim Johnson. Like, you've done it, you've now. Done it. Yeah. which was yeah. awesome by the way, but um, but yeah, we had that for such a long time, and I was so invested in like Kane coming back and and sort of having that buried alive match and then and then almost it was for you, it was like he's coming back to being the dead man, but for me, that was like my introduction to the dead man. That made mm. me then look back at it, you know what I mean? But yeah, but yeah, yeah. like that that was sort of the, the, the start of it. And then I had to sort of look back and look at old, the the old... Um, I think, it, did he debut at Royal Rumble? I, I, I don't know if I'm right on that. No. Um, it was a Survivor Series. I, I I went back and watched his debuts and stuff like that anyway. And um, uh, when he had um, Brother Love as his manager... Was that not Brother Love? The fuck's his name? Hover. No, he had um, a fella with the white jacket with the heart on. What the fuck was his name? Jimmy Hart? Brother Love? I <laughs> <laughs> It could have been brother, love. brother love. He did manage he him been... at one point,
1: didn't he? He he was his like original manager before Paul Bearer. I don't remember him coming back with him though, to be fair. So
0: no, it, sorry, he didn't come back with him. Like I went, I went back and watched oh, his debut. Okay. Sorry, I right. had yeah. like that was a weird thing because like he came back when he came back as the dead man. Like that that time around, he was with Paul Bearer, but yeah, when I yeah. went to look at his debut and stuff like that, he had brother love. Um, well, that so um... like that was slightly strange, but.
1: You know, Brother Love is the guy who runs Raw now, so that is Pritchard. (laughs) So, FYI, if you've not made that connection, I never made that that connection. (laughs) But again, because I
0: didn't know, I never made that connection. Yeah. So that, so that is
1: him. So obviously, uh, he's been. I didn't realise
0: how much I hated the guy until now. Wow.
1: (laughs) You know, that's why. That's why he's got a red face. Red face for Raw. That's why I was like, I don't, I want to get off SmackDown. (laughs) It doesn't really fit me. Um, But yeah, no, I think it's it's mad really to like. Because for me, for being such a an old school mark for the Undertaker, and seeing him, you know, from his debut in Survivor Series in the fucking all of, like with Million Dollar Man, all the way up to you know him going away injured and not seeing him for a couple of years, coming back mm-hmm. at Judgment Day as the as the fucking American Badass, and it was just it's mad to see the whole rise like the rise and fall. I'm 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 gonna say for Undertaker because I feel like I don't know he that. American Badass time, and that whole, like, you're gonna pay, big evil thing was a bit... I don't know. I I was never really a fan, but I think that was because I was so... I was always an Undertaker man kind of guy, do you know what I mean?
0: See, I think, sadly for me... No, not for me, but sadly, I think my perspective on it is, when he was that character, that was when I think he was doing what what you're meant to do, and he was sort of taking that back step, and he was pushing new people. Because that was when you were getting segments like... um I'm trying to remember who it was now but like the segments where he's like oh you did good kid but you know you really need to lift you and they did like backstage segments where he's giving advice and just sort of walking around as the 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 big dog as it were mm. and um, offering advice to the younger talent and then well like, we had the whole thing with Cena didn't we yeah he had the whole thing with Cena I remember him trying to push Maven which sadly never worked out <laughs> but um, for me a lot of his years seemed to be like pushing younger talent when he was big evil and I think maybe that was kind of the idea he's like he's not the dead man as he was, he's he's getting older because he was in his forties, um, which is a, a fair age for a wrestler, and um, I think at that point the idea was that he'd get over new talent, and then obviously Big Vinnie Mac comes along and goes, "No, nope, we want the dead man back. Can make more money out of that match," and then we got what we got. But I I can see what you mean. I don't think that was ever Undertaker at his peak. I think that was him sort of heading to a, a different role in the company, but still yeah. loved it.
1: So I mean. I don't want to, like, go off script, but I know one of the questions we There's had... This on entire the...
0: segment's off script. <laughs> no, mean... no script
1: to go off. Well, sorry. I don't want to go on script, but <laughs> I know one of, the, one of the questions that we uh, spoke about, maybe talking about um, in this segment, was about the fact that we ended up starting a podcast and, like, considering yeah. our backgrounds of someone like me who watched wrestling on and off for fucking most of my life, um, to someone who, like like... You know, as yourself, who got into it during the time it was popular and stuck with it through, you know, some shit times all the way through to today. Like, how did we end up forming this podcast?
0: I think, <laughs> for me, I think it's twofold in a way because I think we've always been kind of—I think if we're honest with ourselves, we've always been looking for a creative outlet, and I mm. think this this seems to work perfectly. <laughs> it's the it's the, the main website thing.
1: showed that a to the yeah, k dot yeah, yeah.
0: tk. Not live, but go to it anyway. Yeah. But I think that it's, this is probably the first thing we've stuck to, to any great level. And that's no disrespect to us because we were kids, but like we've, we've done all sorts. We've um, been doing web design. We've been, we've been script writers. I'm trying to remember stuff that we've been doing. Well, we'll obviously we had rodents, we gonna... rodent technology. We're, yeah, we made rodent. Roland's technology. dentist. To be fair, we did, we did have a, a, a um, an actual client with that. We just never really carried on then. Was that the um, dentist? Yes, yes it was. we, yeah, we did, a, website I for a dentist that. and then we did. We did. And then we just kinda of lost communication with it and never really pushed ourselves as a business. But again <laughs> we were kids. We were kids. <laughs> and then um, we were we were sort of finding our feet I suppose. But we've always been looking for I think that for creative outlets where like hmm. even before we were like trying to write things or trying to be creative in that way, we were always gonna be wrestlers, we were gonna go and we were gonna because it's so easy to to become a part of the WWE and become top of the well, business. That that's I what think we as well. Yeah. Not
1: not to like like to to like digress too much, but like you, like you speak about all like creative talents and stuff. Like we've had a few different avenues, haven't we? In our past, we've had you know a a, a cartoon and that we tried to get on new grounds. We had a um a fucking a parody show of cabin fever. <laughs> which, <laughs> you know, I mean,
0: I will I will relent on, on two things here, right? The cartoon was a rip-off of Family Guy because we were liked Family Guy, at the time, right? Yeah. We we discovered Family Guy. We were we were growing out of the Simpsons as it were and we discovered Family Guy. It was awesome and we decided we were going to write our own, which was essentially a complete ripoff and and personally I don't think that holds up today. Now the Cabin Fever 1 would probably still tickle me on some level, but it's incredibly niche, isn't it, to go that first Cabin Fever that was made years ago. Here's a weird parody we did. Yeah, Here's a weird parody uh, that makes just me and Anthony laugh. Yes. But we did write a sitcom that, whilst was probably quite influenced by Scrubs, I still think would hold up today. I have not got any of the scripts or could reference any of it, but I still think... It, it, it probably would need a bit of polishing because we, again, we were still teenagers at the time we were deciding to have all these random businesses. Um, but I still think that's probably where there was at a least a, a good bit of, um, creativity and writing on our part. That wasn't heavily influenced by something we enjoyed at the time.
1: No, definitely. Um, I think, I think that was the first time I thought that we like, cause like up balls and stuff, like we wrote individual. That, apps, that was so the we... cartoon
0: by the way. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Uh,
1: good. The cartoon it was like i'm gonna write an episode and then i'm gonna write an episode and like yeah whereas for our sitcom that I, I won't say the name off in case it comes into fruition one day yeah. um we that was the first time that we kind of well i'm gonna write like the outline you're gonna add the jokes and so on and so forth and it was
0: like a more of a yeah, partnership i think stuff, um, but... one thing we learned was that we both had very different approaches to writing mm. um and that that was something we probably learned from goofing around with scripts um, and that I'll, I'll I want to give credit where credit's due to anyone listening. Carl is a, a much more of a fully fledged fledged scriptwriter than I am. Um, to the point that I've I never fully finished anything. I just contributed to things. Um, Although you, you've connect, wrote, you've wrote things on your own, like on your own merit, that were really good. Um, well, I mean,
1: obviously, my my dad is a, is a screenwriter, so that kind of comes with the family. Um, but I want to say, shout out to Gary. shout out to Gary former Spitting Image Um, the new Spitting Image doesn't look that good so it is is, it's not what it was um, you know he's he's moved on to features now Spitting Image is behind him but um, (laughs) you know like to be fair like as much as I appreciate that obviously it's very nice to hear and stuff like Anthony is the fucking he is the funny one of the group shall we say he is the guy who regardless of any kind of outline you have for this is the kind of story I want to tell and he's like, well, wouldn't it be funny if this be like fucking yes it would be? So like that's sweet you, you know. to say, Carl. But <laughs> like I
0: have never I, I honestly I still think today I would I would struggle to make any cohesive story. Like one of the things I've always decided that I'd love to do at some point is write a book and I would not ne- I can guarantee I will never finish that book. Because I I I don't have the I don't know I don't have the, the 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 mentality or the drive or whatever to fully I have ideas more than that actual um, production side of it I can't I I don't have the staying power I suppose to to sort of flesh a full story out I guess. You know
1: what, do You know what? You know what I think is funny, and I think I've said this before a few times in the past. Like when we think of our projects we've done in the past, you like I've been like the JR, um, <laughs> I've been like the guy who links everything together. And even, like, the Lawler who pops up with the fucking, you know, the sick jokes and, like, the, the the comic relief, if you will. I like that. And then, for whatever reason, our podcast seems to be completely the opposite way. <laughs> like, you're the guy who links everything together. And I'm here trying to find fucking funny jokes and weird shit to say. And, I, like, I'm so out of my comfort zone because I don't think I'm the funny one of the group. Um, but at the same yeah, time, absolutely. I just feel like, I feel like for the one, like, for this podcast, you're the guy who just, like links it all together and just makes it work sure, um, I mean? so i'm like
0: i'm waiting for the comments on this particular segment so like neither of you is the funny one <laughs> and stuff like that but, and that's <laughs> it
1: <laughs> and that's just that that's just me, dad um <laughs> jen you know yeah, everyone yeah. we know and love really going what the fuck are you doing guys um but yeah I, like i think it's mad the way that it's kind of come about because mm. historically like it's been me who's gone like well here's the baseline of what we want to do and, like, Anthony's come in with, like, you know what? Well, fucking this joke, this joke, this joke is, like, that's amazing. And, like, for the podcast, I, I remember saying to, like, really early on, and I was, like, Anthony, I don't know if this is the right balance because you're the guy who's, like, linking this all together, and I'm being relied on to be, like, the comic relief. Like, I'm not that funny. So it's, like, well, is this going to work? But um, I don't know. I feel like we've we managed to find a medium.
0: We so we seem it. to yeah, we seem to have um a good balance, I think, and and we do we and we're so grateful for it, but we do have an audience, so you know, that mm. we must be doing something. We're always open to improving. So I'm not gonna sit here and be like, see, we're awesome, but like we must be doing something right. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. Interestingly, I think this is probably the first project where and correct me if you disagree, Carl, but like <clears throat> I, I love podcasts. I'm majorly into podcasts. I listen to all sorts, and um, I think I was probably the one who was like, "We should do a podcast," um, which is normally the other way around, Normally, you, you've mm. like you've kind of got the the idea for it, but uh, I think this is the first time I've come to you with something, uh, unless you disagree. But I think this first and do time. Do you know I'm why, Anthony? Do you know why that is? Go on.
1: I don't listen to podcasts. I'm <laughs> sorry, anyone who listens. I don't want to alienate the- <laughs> our listeners. I just. I just don't listen to like I listen to the uh, Ricky Gervais show mm. is the only podcast I've probably like listened to. Um, guys, for, me- um,
0: for those who can't see it, uh, I want you to to be able to hear my disappointments because I've recommended several to Cal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and
1: they've all been shit. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I like I don't know what it is. I'm I've always been more of like a, a like a visual medium kind of thing. Um, I whereas can't... like you are more, like, you've read so many more books than me. You've read fucking, you know, all the, what's his name? Dan, someone. To, oh, I, I
0: enjoy Dan Brown. I've read Game of go. Thrones. I've read all the yeah. George Martin books. I've read all of Ian Fleming's James Bond novels. Um, By oh, no right. means. Name drop. No, I'm throwing them in because I want to make it clear that by no means am I one of these intellectuals. I'm like, oh, yes, I, I read the Latin he version is. of the French version. He doesn't like, I've read, he doesn't I've read like you, to know, but he is. I've read your, your more um, uh, approachable novels. Like, I'm I'm by no means a academic in that. Um, Who's I, Anthony?
1: I don't read. The only things I read... Where the fuck is it? Here we go. <laughs> what do I read? If I'm going to read anything, I'm going to read The Lion's Tale by Chris Jericho. Around the world in spandex. Wait. Um, where's that available, Carl? <laughs> on Amazon. On your local book <laughs> retail. Um, but yeah, yeah. so I, I don't, like, typically read shit um whereas you know i think that is where especially over like the last few years you've just kind of been like well i've read all these things and i'm like oh shit whereas like yeah i don't know i feel like for me i'm more of like a visual medium kind of guy um so podcasts for me is not something i've been kind of you know exposed to as such because i'm more of like a visual medium kind of guy shall we say yeah, i or- think
0: the the reason it started for me was um and this is probably where it is a different experience for you like i have about half an hour drive every day if there's no traffic um Mm. and i i enjoy radio in fact if if i was ever given a dream job and it paid well it would probably be to host a morning radio show in all fairness like um it just seems like a lot of fun but Mm. um like because i'm i'm such a what's the word is it petty like basically i listen i won't name drop but i listen to a certain radio show every morning. And I thoroughly enjoyed them. And they were two fellas who were basically like you and me, Carl. They were film buffs. They were they just had a bit of banter. And they were long-term friends. And then they went off to Pastures New, ironically, to do their own podcast. Um, and they, they got other people in to host the morning show on this particular radio show. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not listening to it anymore can fuck off because i'm that kind of guy um and then i started on podcasts because they went and started their own podcast so i started listening to their podcast which was exclusively about films so then i started branching out a little bit to try and get a bit more variety and then i just found myself filling those that that basically an hour's worth of day every day um to and from work just listening to podcasts and then it just kind of i kind of got the bug from there and then obviously the more i listen to something the more i'm involved with something i'm like we should do this like (laughs) because we do that with everyone we should own a bar like
1: we're just that type of people we've had so many like fucking conversations haven't we like we should do oh, this yeah. we should do that oh, so yeah. many avenues. I think at
0: one point we were going to have a bowling alley we, we, there's so many things do you remember that, that?
1: the restaurant if I remember it was going to be different sports things and it was going to be like you know condiments inside a basketball hoop or like you know like all that kind of weird
0: shit yeah. I remember it it, it really was going really to be so really cool really. but sadly you'll never see it now guys no
1: no, this because is a, we were. this is probably <laughs> one of them things where it, it's a
0: good job. It's a good job that we weren't like ridiculously rich kids. You know, like you watch shows like Towie and stuff like that. Mm. I don't, by the way, but you know these shows exist, like Towie and and Made in Chelsea, and and they're just kids with money because they've yeah. inherited family money. They just got family money and they're like, I want to buy a club, and I'm like, part of me is a bit like oh, some of the stuff. It's like buy a club, yeah, okay, but like. If, if I had money, we'd probably be we'd like, we'd probably start a, a ridiculous amount of unsuccessful businesses. That's, um, it's, <laughs> oh, a, yeah. it's a good job. I'm not a millionaire is all I'm saying. If stob- we ever got any, any inkling of a money,
1: uh, of, of a money, of, <laughs> of a money, <laughs> and you got any inkling of a money, we would spend all the money on the money. Um, But no, I think if we ever got, you know, any kind of success, it would be interesting to see the least because we would be like, let's have a restaurant let's have a fucking karaoke DJ bar. It was, <laughs> okay. Because yeah. um,
0: yeah. the idea came to me and it seems really cool.
1: So let's do exactly. That. exactly. Jim Morrison <laughs> came to me in dream. Um, <laughs> if you
0: build it, they will come. Um,
1: so, yeah. I, I, think, but, um, um,
0: I think I genuinely am so proud of us with this because I think this is the most focused we've ever been. Mm. um and I, I really i think we've made something i i, I enjoy it. even if i've I've said it before and i'll say it again apologies to anyone who's listened to every one of these if you know if this is just a, a a mechanism for me and carl's just catch up and have a bit of fun and that's all it ever is then i'm happy but we're at a point now you know not to drop any spoilers but we've already interviewed thunder rosa which is a fucking massive deal for me um and now we've got another one potentially lined up um and I'm just like, you know, it's it's you know, it's becoming that thing, isn't it? Almost, I don't want to say living a dream. That's that's a bit too extreme. But like, it's just, it's so fun to, and it's you just take some pride in creating something from scratch and getting to a point, even to a point we're at now, where it's like, I've I've interviewed Thunder Rosa for book's sake. It's awesome.
1: Like like for me, like looking at the uh, anchor stats every week or so and just seeing like. That constant rise, and it's like thinking, you know, I, like as you said, we started this whole like whole thing as being like we are two mates who are, you know, we've been mates forever. We've grown up. We've got families. Time is a bitch. We don't we do we don't see each other. We don't spend like that much time together anymore. And especially since COVID's coming, like how do we, you know, stay in touch and, and keep talking? It was like just off the back of that that one thing in, in January, watching the Royal Rumble and being like, wouldn't it be amazing if we started a podcast? And it was like, "And like for me at the time, I was like, I don't even know what podcasts are, but yeah, like, you know, it'd be awesome. <laughs> and to think in seven months from that period of just watching the show and then doing like a fucking a report on it, like a rerun, and then to now where we are interviewing Thunder Rosa, we've got another one set up, we are... You know, consistently every week putting shows out there, we continue to climb. People are listening to us. It's mad, and it's not something I don't like. I mean, I don't know whether I'm speaking for myself or or whatever, but I never set out to be, you know, anything other than just to like spend time with. We best bud and just chat shit about wrestling and yeah you know life and I, stuff. I, I totally agree and with
0: like, you mate i mean i think we both said when we started this like we like we obviously we it's nice to get an audience and we put it out there so we could get an audience but the aim was always like because it was nice to sort of set a schedule and dedicate that sort of thing to having a catch-up and, and a chat and mm. um that that was always the aim and we, i think we both said from day one like that we never got any listeners it's not a, it, that's not what it's about and i think mm. That's probably the heart of it, anyway. It's never what it's about, but um, because bear in mind, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but we've probably spoke more in in the last seven months than we have in a while because, like you say, life overtakes and you go, oh yeah, we should have a catch up, or we should we should go out and go to the pub, or you know, and things like that. But then life gets in the way and you don't. But because Mm. because we've almost got this commitment to put a podcast out there, you 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 give it the time, I suppose. Like as as almost as sad as that is, that you have to have something scheduled in, but that's kind of the way life is, isn't it? You know. Both got families, both got jobs, so it, it leads to that. But yeah, the aim, the aim is is there and and does work. That it just it provides that catch up. Yeah, and, uh, I mean,
1: yeah. we we are coming up on twenty years almost, <laughs> you know, of knowing each other. Like a couple of years time, that's crazy. It, like yeah. it's it's been that long. Um, we we are going to get to the point where we've probably known each other for like the same amount of time we've been alive. <laughs> you know, it's like like that won't that doesn't make sense. But do you know what I mean. Yeah, well, we're at a point now we've known each other longer than we've not known each other. That's the one I mean. Yeah, um, but that that is coming up like pretty pretty quickly in terms of like where we are. Um, mm. yeah, it's mad. Yeah. It's Can mad you you to know? think. It's mad to think really that we are here. We've got a podcast. We've got fans. We've got people listening. We've got pff, you know yeah. interviews. We've got more interviews lined up. We are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mad. I, honestly, like. I don't know what the peak would be like this is a, and this as I, I, I'm making it seem like, like, like it was planned. It wasn't, it's just come to my head, but what would be the peak for you, Carl? What would be the, 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 the and this is no disrespect to anyone we interview because you're all awesome. And we love the company. We love the, um, the industry should I say, but uh, what would be the peak for you? Who would be the person you'd interview where you go, fuck, I got made it. I'm never going to do any better than this. Um, shit. Um, I don't know. Honestly,
1: I, like, I would say either someone in the the likes of Triple H, the likes of, um, you know, Roman Reigns, someone like top tier, um, or the likes of AW, the likes of um, Jericho, like, I'm Jericho, fucking hell. Jericho, um, Jericho I
0: think he'd probably be on, on like, I, I'd, if you'd have asked me the question, I'd have probably said someone like Undertaker or something like that, but mm. I think Jericho would definitely be one, like, I, I, that, I, that would be unfathomable for me in some senses. And, like, I don't know, like,
1: Cody, um, Tony Khan, like, those guys are people that, that, like, I would never think, you know what, we will interview these guys at any point in life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, to interview them, I'd be like, fucking hell, that is the peak, like, where could we go from there? That would have to be the likes of Flair, Undertaker, Bret Hart. Like that would, I would imagine, be
0: like because to me, I think, and this you might disagree, but I think the 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 sort of the pinnacle of it, the person who would probably be the most difficult to obtain, but probably the nicest guy and probably be the most willing as well. Weirdly, is The Rock. He's probably the most famous mm. person to ever come out of wrestling to the point that he probably wouldn't even notice if we sent him a message to ask him. But again, he's such an awesome guy that he probably would do it. Weirdly, yeah. but like that, like I can't imagine, and like again i can i can visualize the comments now where they go yeah don't have to imagine it's not gonna fucking happen but um like i I couldn't imagine a scenario where we're like yeah we're gonna interview the rock today like that that would be like such a weird weird surreal fucking thing what do you mean
1: we had that interview that exclusive interview with the rock
0: yeah about the that went down like a lead balloon as well didn't it? (laughs) we try things guys we try and be funny <laughs> do you know what's
1: so funny though? Like we've had Orange Cassidy as our special guest, and obviously at the time he never spoke. It made perfect sense. It was yes. fantastic. We had The Rock exclusive interview. We spliced a load of shit together. Yeah, that got a bit of backlash as well. And then we were like, "Shit, we've got Thunder Rosa," and it was like, "How do we? How do yeah, we get got to a point like without?
0: No one's gonna take us seriously. Yeah, exactly.
1: It was <laughs> like, "Shit, the amount of shit we have done." It was like, um, "Who is it? Who's the guy um, who cries wolf? That guy." um that was like us we were like we've cried wolf one too many times um they are not gonna get behind us
0: and for those who are like well why did you do that like on some senses we were trying to like we were a small podcast compared to a lot like because i watch a lot of youtube i listen to a lot of podcasts so i was well aware of people like what culture and cultaholic and stuff and they were in the millions in terms of viewership so i'm like we're not going to get anywhere near interviews. Do you know what I mean? And um, so I'm like, well, maybe we could do something fun with it. And I think we both had the idea to have OC as the guest because he doesn't talk. So it was like a bit of a tongue in cheek joke. Um, the rock thing was uh, honestly probably more just me trying to attempt at some sort of audio editing. Cause I do a lot of the audio editing. Um, and again, a little bit of fun and both of them did not go well. Um, not very well received, let's say, but um yeah, because I always, I always—not to be—I'm not bitter, you know. I'm not. I don't get upset about most. But like, I always remember, like, um, the comment we got on the OC one was like, "I don't understand the way these guys are saying," and and they're just reading <laughs> new. They're just reading out news from other sources, and like, well, isn't that kind of the point? Like, I don't think I've ever been under the illusion of what the Ringside Report was. But we're providing, we're condensing the news down to what we've seen, like, and come across. Like, a lot of it comes from other sources. So I, I was a bit puzzled by that as a comment but it's like okay i mean i could make me own up but it probably won't be true um <laughs> i don't know what you want from me really mm. but um but yeah you know we try mm-hmm. these things and obviously the you prefer interviewing actual wrestlers for some reason no yeah people seem to care more when you actually you know famous people so we'll stick to that in future <laughs> if you insist
1: but no we do have a uh, a potential new interview coming up um we have and we have had communications with another up and coming star we have and they are up uh going. they are aw specific
0: um and we like them very much so hopefully and we we sincerely hope it it comes off like because at this stage we are Mm. we're making inquiries they've they've responded back so they've shown interest but obviously it's scheduled permitting i believe at this point so um Mm. we'll see we'll see and I, I do hope it comes off, and to be honest, it's it's good fun, I like getting to know, to be honest, I, I, there was a point when I was like, should we name these segments, getting to know you, Um, because we were like approaching the likes of Thunder Rosa, who, they were people who weren't WWE based, so I was like, is the idea that we get to know people who are on smaller promotions, <clears throat> smaller promotions, but then, it's kind of limiting, then, isn't it? Because if you get someone like like Jericho, it's like, well, everyone knows Jericho. We're not getting to know him. You know what I mean? So, getting um, to know Jericho. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so I kind of <clears throat> abandoned that as a namesake idea. I had music and everything. It was, it was going to be great, but hey ho. <laughs> so, um, a lot of you, because we're talking about the setup of the podcast. Um, if you're curious in terms of the setup, we all, we both try and contribute evenly to the show. So, um, anyone who's like, I don't know why you'd be looking to us for how you set up a podcast because you know, well, I don't know just kind of slap one together but um obviously we, we've mentioned it a couple of times we use anchor it's a fantastic app not that i'm trying to throw a promotion out there but it's a fantastic app for setting up and setting up quickly and getting it done um in terms of like how we've come across it like and this is me being fair this is why it's not a promotion when we started out we were we were using anchor's app to record it as well um we were recording uh the audio only we were having a chat and we were editing the audio in anchor and then that very quickly become very limiting um so have you got any because i used to get a bit of interference from your mobile and stuff like that it's very difficult to cut that out using anchor's app um so then we took to using the computers i think we initially used skype or whichever but then i was using Again, for anyone who's interested in the sort of stuff, I was using Audacity to do the the audio editing, um, and then Carl would deal with the the graphics side of things because uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but he's a he's a wizard when it comes to the to the graphics. He created our logo, uh, a lot of the fun merch ideas and the merch shirts have come from from Carl's creative ideas. Um, so he's he's the guy who can do that sort of stuff. So we kind of balanced it in that way that that I did the audio side of things, um, but I mean I, I think it's interesting looking back at. The, like going into sort of the reason I'm rambling about this it's interesting looking back at what we started with to where we are now as well because I think the production value has improved substantially the more we've learned about podcasting and different softwares and such like that um how do you find it
1: I mean for me um like I've said I have no idea about podcasts <laughs> so I think for you to find anchor for you to you know go through those teeth in the shoes and find like obviously like we've come so far like power director we've come to you know audacity the way you edit these things and stuff as well like you know anthony's saying like oh carl does the graphics and i just do the audio like anthony does most of the work to be fair i i just you know show up i'm entertaining as hell obviously um and then uh, (laughs) i I do the um, the graphics and socials and stuff but anthony is the one who does the videos, does the, um, the audio. But again, like all, I, I can't the, do
0: the, I think you're selling yourself short a little bit there. Cause I can't do the videos without your graphics. Like what, what they're not knowing is every week I go to you, right. I need, um, this is the news for the week. I need graphics for that. And you're like, right. Yeah. Here's all the different images. Here's all the graphics. You created our A to the K border that we use on YouTube. Um, like I would, otherwise it'd just be you and me on a screen. Like that. I wouldn't take much editing at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they, it's I think it's I think it's the right balance at the minute. I think um, we we both. I think it's much.
1: a good balance,
0: but Anthony a bit more. <laughs> I disagree, but well. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. So I I think, I, uh, sorry, come. I
1: was gonna say I um, I think the only the only other thing I know it's unscripted that I want to talk about was the Roland Rumble, Anthony. The Rollins Rumble.
0: There's one other, there, and I don't know if you want to do it before the Rollins Rumble because I I do want to talk about this. Because I think it's important to talk about this, and that is the merch we've had over the years. Nah. yeah, we need to, we need to. <laughs> because, like, and this I don't want to talk about this for me because, like, most of the merch I've had, in fact, I think all the merch I've had has been shirts. Mm. But, um, you've had some awesome merch over the years, Carl. I've had some terrible merch as well, to be fair. Well, you've had some awesome merch, like, um. Like, because I remember I was going for a thing of like I wanted to get t-shirts like mm. whenever we went to a show or something like that. So I know I had uh, I had an Evolution t-shirt. I remember that quite well um, when they were a thing. It was that the woman in the glass. Do you remember it? Oh yeah, I Um And then I know I had like this. Uh, I I don't think you could tag it to a particular wrestler, but it was like a WWE t-shirt, and I had like Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle and a few different people on it. Um, and then. I think you got me an Undertaker t-shirt one time for oh, yeah. like that was actually when we were meeting up each year for um for the WrestleManias and the like. But it, it's been for me, it's been all t-shirts as much as I enjoy the belts and I enjoy um like I was never really into the figures as a kid because I, I I suppose I kind of outgrew them before I discovered wrestling in a way. So um, I never really had many of the figures. But mm. um, one thing, the the main things I do remember from from the merch side of things was you you had the the Stone Cold Smoking Skull belt. Which was awesome, yeah. and you had the. Um, it was actually the the older style, the eagle belt, wasn't it? The world championship, mm. but it was the not, not obviously what what people know now, but the older one with the eagle on it. Um, yeah. So I know you had those two belts, but you've had you had a lot of the figures over the years as well, some of the original figures as well.
1: Yeah, I I've spent a lot of money, um, <laughs> which we didn't, which we didn't have to be fair as a family um, on um, on wrestling merchandise. So Hasbro figures, I had pretty much the bulk of the collection um my favorite figure was probably irs because i happened to go to the dentist to have a couple of teeth removed Ooh. a lot of blood a lot of blood everywhere and irs he had his mouth open red mouth i i was, like i think i was about five or six i was like <laughs> it's like me blood mouth um so you know as you imagine makes sense favorite figure I like um that <laughs> but i had like I had Hogan, I had, like, everyone that you could think of um, from a figure uh, perspective. Then, after that, I think ne- my next match was probably um, not until the attitude era. And I had, obviously, the DX um, shirt. the, whole the, you the football football jersey, didn't you? Yeah, I that had that. Awesome. I had um, a Stone Cold one, which was, like, hockey jersey, I think, um, which is, like, um, also on my wall. I had the belts, as you said, so I had a few of them. I had um definitely the smoking school, definitely the Eagle champ. I think I might have had the i c as well um but I had a few belts um i had the the uh, c so I had the, merch- the the fucking WWE, the music volume one, two, three, and four and five i think I think i got like yeah every one of them, every one of them, so yeah. I had um I think and this was back when they were three. awesome as well, because <laughs> at Tuesday, so you had some really cool songs. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at the time, I think in uh, school, we had a guy who was like, I will do you MP3s. And I was like, That's amazing. I will pay you money for MP3s. And he gave me the CD, and I was put it in my CD player. It didn't work. And he was like, No, the MP3s, The are your computer. And I was like, I've got a <laughs> computer. Who do you think I am? I'm poor. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I actually like give him that back and then uh, yeah, that was awkward.
0: Who the hell am I, Bill Gates?
1: <laughs> Who do you think I am? Um, yeah, I remember, you know, obviously kind of a staple of my childhood was to wrestle some sort of teddy or figure or animal on the bed, um, which, you know, you do as a child, you think the bed is the wrestling ring, of you know, as you do. Makes a lot yeah, of sense. Obviously. That is where I applied my trade. So the hard is a trampoline. I had a bed. And the bed is what did me good. Um, so obviously I did that. I would come out to uh, Triple H's My Time quite frequently. Um, that was my theme tune.
0: Um, was a, yeah. It was a hell of a track, that to be fair. It fits yeah, so that. well to his character as well. Yeah, 100%. Like at the time. Um, later on, Anthony, in life, I
1: think to the time you talked about your T-shirt collection, I think I got a Chain Gang t-shirt. And I think at the time I was like that was a bad idea. But at the same time yeah. I got a Chain Gang t-shirt. Um nice. I also got I think I got a Triple H one. Um I got a a couple of CM Punk ones actually. I got the uh, best in the world one, but I ordered it and it was a bit too small, which wasn't ideal. Mm. Um and then I got the best in the world one um as well.
0: Which was See, good. The best in the world one um as I recall, it was that the white one with the the red stars and the 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 fist in the middle with the red yeah. lightning bolts. Uh, I think that was probably the best best shirt he had. In all fairness, Merch wise. Mm. so yeah, good choice, good choice.
1: Well, yeah. So I got that one, and they got the uh, the grey one afterwards, which I think was it was still the best in the world one, but
0: it was a uh, mm. yeah, yeah it was a slight was variant, good. in it same similar mm. design, but uh, yeah, back when he was like you know really popular, crazy. Yeah, imagine um and then
1: other than that i think i've had a bret hart one and then that's about it um oh yeah you've got the hulk bret hart hogan one. hulk hogan uh i went to his beat shop in florida got a t-shirt there as well nice
0: and don't forget you've got the uh the red universal title <laughs> that i believe you're, oh, you're, of course. believe your son now owns
1: my son owns it um he loves pressing the yes button and doing this
0: yes because and um it. it has a it's one of them electronic ones isn't it it has a button on it that makes mm. noise yeah uh, classic and it doesn't he fit yeah. does, he does <laughs> not watch wrestling. Kids.
1: <laughs> i tried to make him watch wrestling he's not asked but press that button He's doing this he hasn't got a fucking clue why
0: he's doing it <laughs> i love it one day he'll know one day he'll... that's it so um i say for me other than i had an abundance of t-shirts and probably some i'm forgetting but i i did have a few shirts to that effect um i never really had any of the other merch, you know, unless you count games, I had a, a lot of the games, but um, that's a different thing for a different effect. We've done a segment on video games, we've mentioned a lot of what we own then, anyway. So, um, sorry, I did interrupt to, to cover that one. I know you wanted to talk, uh, unscriptedly, yeah. of course, about the uh, the rollers Rumble, exactly, completely off script. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we had it as a talking point because obviously, we um, started a podcast, we are you know, getting. Views, getting people listen to our show, which is amazing. It's crazy, um, yeah. But at the same time, I think it's been one of my dreams since I was a kid, back in 1982. I think it was like three or four years old. I've wanted to be a wrestler and to main event a show. Um obviously Anthony alluded to before. I work with GBW and NPWA um at like trying to hone that craft, you know, at like teenage years, 15, 16, 17 and then nothing since. Um, So I think, you know, I'm 32, and for my 33rd birthday, 30 years in the making, I was three three years old when I started watching the show, um, I would like to main event a show, because that was my dream. Who says you can give up on your dreams? So Mm -hmm. I've come up with the concept of the Roland Rumble, which is a terrible concept, but at the same time... That's an awesome concept. You know, for me, it is the... A throwback to the rumble which is what me and anthony started this podcast on yep. it's my kind of rise to do you know what it's it's my dream to do this and you know 30 years in the making you're hopefully
0: gonna put on a show is the plan yes we're um and it's it's one of them we are dreamers always, permanently. um But, you know, we're we're in talks, we've spoken to a few different people, wrestler-wise, we're we're speaking to venues at the minute. Um, I've no doubt this is going to happen in some form or other. Um, Quite the scale of it, we're not too sure yet, because it depends on how much involvement we can get. Uh, But it's obviously going to be for a great cause, and it helps live out an awesome dream. And... I mean, you can't you can't do more than that, can you? To be fair, I mean, it's surreal actually, Carl, to have what is essentially your debut and your retirement in the same fucking night. <laughs> <Not> exactly. <laughs> um, I think
1: you know, I've I've obviously been ref before. I've had a couple of amateur matches, but. Um, this will be my first professional match Um and it'll be one which is also my retirement as as uh, Anthony said. So
0: Which uh, if think... you don't do a retirement speech afterwards I'm going uh, <laughs> to...
1: I think it'll be... That'll be
0: the fucking... The,
1: the, the be all end all. The all hat show. and gloves in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that 100%. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's been, you know, like a a lifelong dream to be a wrestler. Obviously it's something that, you know, we like were,
0: were honestly, we were adamant as kids we were going to do this. So, we'll go to America, we're going to make it big because it's easy enough to do. Like, it's that simple. You just go, you make a name for yourself, come to well, the big in exactly. the world. So it's like, Why does. not?
1: Why not? Like, for my 33rd birthday, instead of a birthday party, why don't I have a wrestling show, which I happen to be the main event of? So, you know, we're still trying to decide who is a worthy opponent, uh, you know, based on my, my skill set. And, Anyone who wants to step up to that challenge, um, I think will be, you know, beneficial and helpful uh, to me, but obviously at the same time, a good challenge. So still trying to find that, but of whoever course. that might be. you know, I mean, obviously...
0: it's, it's a tough choice, man. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what happens there, you know? Like, there's so many decent uh, competitors out there, you know, a lot of people who could uh, really give you the challenge, I suppose. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean,
1: as as of now, no one stepped up, so, you know, it's... It's crazy. Unreal. Yeah, um, we will see if anyone wants to take me on, but, you know, it is, a, um, it is a passion project. It is something which is 30 years in the making. It is a lifelong dream to be a main event wrestling star, and I will do that for one night and one night only, and then after them bumps, after them bruises, I will gracefully retire and go back to my hole. Um... <laughs> And never do this again. And I will see more sense. But yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out. Obviously, we've spoken about it a couple of times, but that's something else which we are
0: currently exploring yeah. as well. And you know, big, big yeah. thanks and to um,
1: you for helping me on that journey. Of course, about, uh, yeah. And you, you never know, you might see,
0: you might even see me in the ring as well. Like, um, <clears throat> well, I don't mean, bring... that would be amazing. No joking aside, Carl. It's uh, it's going to be a, a very fun uh, night of of wrestling and um we just need we just need to nail down a venue first of all very difficult like anyone who's interested in the in the booking side of things like it's very difficult at this moment in time to try and book a venue when most of them aren't allowed to open at all thanks government um (laughs) so so that's probably been one of the biggest um difficulties for us because obviously we want to have the the venue and the date nailed in before we start booking wrestlers although we've been talks with a few um it's difficult to to them, yeah, but we're not 100% sure where yet, so that's always a bit of a pain. But uh, no, I know Carl. He's the most driven person I've ever met, so he's he's gonna make it happen.
1: That is true. I am driven everywhere I go, like Jen normally. Nice, <laughs> um, you know, I am definitely driven. So we will see. Um, hopefully, I can make it happen. Hopefully, I can find a venue. Obviously, I've got a backup in mind, and I don't want really to call it a backup because um, obviously no, it's, it's, it's definitely a close good to my shout, heart, but. Um, but I think based on the audience size and stuff hopefully we could
0: get a slightly bigger venue but if not um, you know uh, yeah you there's know, still an option there yeah. mm-hmm. but um, I mean for anyone interested Carl would it be entitled the Roland's Rumble are we expected a Rumble at the time? oh yeah definitely
1: um, so I think the plan is to have a couple of opening matches we are going to have a, a Rumble of sorts um, with the, quite a few wrestlers hopefully we can get 30 it might end up being a 20 uh 20 man rumble um or women um and then i think for the main event i would like to you know that has been my my goal my dream is to be the main event of a wrestling show so this is a clip from our weekly podcast a to the k wrestle talk the full show can be found on spotify apple google and pretty much anywhere else that you find your podcasts thanks again for listening and we hope you enjoy